Welcome to the Bass and Brews Podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alice from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. But not with Paul Roberts, because Paul Roberts, we've got uh, some pretty concerning news. Uh, we're going to get to my guest here, Adam, but uh, we have some concerning news. I don't know if you guys saw on TikTok, Paul had an accident at the pool where his big, giant, fat ass went through a uh, slide and it sliced it all up. Uh, the good part of it is that uh, he's going in for some plastic surgery. He said he's coming back out at 200 pounds with a nine pack. I don't know where that one extra muscle is, but uh, he'll be back next week. So you're just stuck with me and Adam and we're going to have a good time. Because it's your weekly distraction from high-quality podcasts. It's Bass and Brews. Adam, how are you, bud? I'm doing well. I'm concerned about Paul. I hope that his butt implant you know, surgery goes well. I saw an yeah. early picture, and he looks like a Kardashian. So uh, it's going to be wonderful. That's fantastic. He's, he's going to look great in like an evening gown. I, I, I mean, he, he can't look worse. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so maybe we just spend the whole time just crapping on him. It'd be really great. We just do a full four-hour marathon episode, kind of running A to Z on all the ways that we hate Paul. Like A, it's your attitude. B, it's your belly. You know, we just run all the way through. Well, we we could do that, but I think that's unfair that he can't defend himself at least for this week while he's recovering. Uh, all right, you're probably right. All right, so this week's show we got Adam. I didn't say it in the beginning because I always jack up your last name. So uh, if you can say it for the listeners, uh, don't worry about it because everybody in my entire life has always jacked it up. In fact, I have some fishing awards that have my name written on them incorrectly. Like, <laughs> I'll pull out a trophy right here. Oh, he's doing the, the flex already with the trophy. I like it. You know, tr yeah, I got trophies left and right. I don't have room for them in, in my <laughs> you know, house. So I don't know if you can get a, a picture on that, but it oh, says M-I-H-I-R-A. Yeah. -I, I don't know who that is, but that's not me. That's not uh, you. So you stole his trophy. <laughs> my, my last name is Mihara, and it's Mihara. actually Japanese. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was told I'm supposed to call you either the Dragon Warrior or Panda Bear. Oh Jesus! All right, so uh, we both have a mutual friend uh, who worked with me for many many years, almost 15 years. We worked together, mm -hmm. and he would always call me Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> In fact, he he photoshopped my face on top of Kung Fu Panda you know from the the cartoon and it unfortunately looks really really good there it is right there it says dragon warrior can handle anything even marriage bring it yeah kenny uh <laughs> that no i've got some antidotes that kenny sent me for this uh interview so this is gonna be a good one. Oh, oh did he now because he i did. told him to call your voicemail and he's like no no i can't do that that wouldn't be very nice of me Nope. Instead, he texted it to me so I can uh, oh, sprinkle okay. them in during the episode. Kenny hooking you up. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, Adam, um, I met you through Instagram through there was a local New Jersey, not local, but a New Jersey kind of fishing group. 
and uh, you're, you're you're pretty heavily on Instagram and YouTube. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, I started out my YouTube about three years ago or so, mm-hmm. um, and my Instagram probably around the same time, a little later. Uh, so I'm late to the social media game, but not late to the fishing game. I've I've been pretty intensely fishing since the '90s. Okay. Um, I'm a lot older than I look. I'm I'm 40 actually this year. All right. So people don't realize like all of the fishing experience and knowledge that I I have because I kind of have a photographic memory of uh, things that I'm interested in. Okay. So if you told me what's in the Bass Pro Shop catalog from 1993, mm-hmm. I could, you know, go through page by page and tell you exactly what was on each page, which is kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's a little but, crazy. But can I do calculus or, you know, chemistry or tell you how fast Saturn rotates around the, you know, solar? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, so, so you mentioned you've been doing it for a while. We talked to a lot of people who grew up doing it. And then they kind of fell out of it. Did you ever fall out of it, or did you just kind of stay in the fast lane with it? Uh, I was pretty much in the fast lane with it the whole time. There was a little while there where I got really into like cars and cartooning, mm-hmm. but I still had my rods in that car, so right. I had to just move it around like my subwoofers and amplifiers and stuff like that, and. I, eventually, I realized that a car is not a good thing to tow a boat with. No, it's I not. wanted a boat. <laughs> yeah, so I upgraded to a pickup truck at that point. And haven't looked back since. Nice, and has it all been? It's just in case you folks don't know, Adam is from the Great Garden State. Have you always kind of fished around this area? Or have you branched out quite a bit? Uh, I branched out quite a bit um, when I was sixteen. My dad uh, said. Do you want a, a vehicle, like a car? He, he had a friend with like an old Lincoln, like LS, giant boat of a car. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to go on a fishing trip? So he and I went on a fishing trip to Montana for a week. Oh, hell yeah. Um, before that, every spring break, we would spend in Roscoe, New York, fly fishing. Okay. So we, we'd be on the banks of the Beaverkill or the Willowemock rivers up in uh, upstate New York, fly fishing for trout. Um, I was into swim baits. I know that's a thing that you're always like, oh, they do it for clout. They do it for clout. No, 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 not me. I, I've been fishing uh, swim baits since, you know, their inception, basically. Uh, the first so, article. That so you're the hipster. You're the hipster of swim baits. You were into them before they were cool. Oh yeah, I'm I'm an OG, uh, and I've got the baits to prove it. So people are That's like, "Oh, well, do you have this one?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've had that one. I have that one. I have that one." And now I make my own. Actually, fish those though, because we're 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 actually really close. We're not that far off uh, geographically, um, and I don't I don't see South Jersey as a uh, a swim bait hub. Uh, but I mean, do you have success with them down here? I actually do. Um, when I'm targeting a big fish, mm-hmm. and for our area, you know that a big fish is anything over, in my opinion, two and a half pounds. Okay. Yep. Would, you, would you agree with that? So, yes, yeah, I spill stuff. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we have a lot of fish in the, the 12, 13, 14 inch range. Mm-hmm. That, that's a pretty good average for us. Yep. Uh, as you start to get to that two pound, two and a half pound range, you, you see a lot less. 
and they start to become like females and not that they're you know changing or anything but the larger fish are females correct so when i'm targeting those big female fish a swim bait is my number one go-to because they're looking for a bigger meal um right now this time of year is probably the best time to be throwing it to build up Mm -hmm. your confidence because those big females are crushing bluegill that are on their spawning beds you know another time to throw a swim bait is at night uh because the cover of darkness hides a lot of things that you know fish can see during the day Mm -hmm. larger fish it's been documented uh will feed at night so try to do you know the trifecta there you go fishing at night post spawn with a big swim bait and you're going to watch your uh, success rate increase dramatically and you're going to find that fish sit in places that you would never imagine that they would and they'll eat baits larger than you'd ever imagine they would right I mean, that makes so, sense. Those are all good points. I I love swim baits. I think they look dope. I, I feel cool and cloudy as shit when I fish them. <laughs> they look fucking badass. I have never caught, unless it's like a, a Kytec on like a, you know what I mean? On, on like a fucking five-aught, right? I've never caught a swim bait fish. I've probably dumped, I've dumped a shit ton of money into them. Never fucking caught them. They just hang on the wall, basically. Or they're great Christmas ornaments, too. Like, those mag drafts, those are wonderful. The wife loves to see that much money sitting on the tree. She's a real big fan of it. But but that's, I mean, it's good to hear that this area, because we are plagued with a lot of dinks. I mean, there are some giants, right. but, you know, yeah, two and a half is definitely a big, like, that's a worthy fish. Like, I was surprised right. yesterday, I, or last week, I got a, uh, it was a five-pounder off the bed, completely spawned out, and uh, it would have been a giant fish again, and... Uh, that was like huge. It was huge, especially for yeah. The, it's a yeah. if you catch a five pounder. How many five pounders in a year do you catch here? Uh, let's see here. My best year, uh, it was seven. 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 So, and that was in three weeks. The rest of the year, never again. I got them in pre-spawn. Seven fives. You, you think about this. You go to another state like Tennessee, Florida, something like that. Yeah. You guys are catching that many fives in a tournament day exactly yeah and we're lucky to even see a five pounder in a year you know right so it 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 feels special when you catch that fish on that swim bait and Mm -hmm. you're able to you know trick them the other thing i like about a swim bait is it's the most uh similar to fishing a live bait that you Mm -hmm. can get with a lure because of the realism and the way that the fish react to the bait, it's a very visual presentation. You can see them and how they behave toward it. They're like, oh, that's a bluegill. I know what that is, and that's delicious. I'm going to eat it. Uh, so, you know, that that's where the allure really comes in, and, and people are chasing that clout, if you want to call it that. <laughs> that's me. Because it's a high. How, how much <laughs> yeah. bigger of a high can you get than throwing this giant bait out there and having a giant largemouth even bigger than the bait just house it yeah i can't wait it's gonna happen at some point all right since you've been in this game for a while completely random question so that big fish that i pulled off last week right and this might be a dumb fucking question and it probably is because it's coming from me 
there's no dumb question. Come oh, on. there's there's definitely dumb questions. Maybe if Paul is here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, so it had marks on its tail. So okay. I always thought of that as like, that's the male who's like clearing out the bed. But do females do that too? Do you know? They do. And okay. also what females do is they brush their body up against uh, harder objects like logs and rocks mm-hmm. and things like that to loosen the eggs because okay. sometimes, you know, get stuck inside and they just got to get them out. So they'll bang up against the bottom. They'll bang up against a, you know, a tree limb or something like that. And they get beat up doing that. But sweeping the bed is you, you don't see it as much with bass as you do with other sunfish. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you've fished any ponds or anything around here lately. I know that you like River X. River but X only. <laughs> right. Uh, if you go to a pond or something and you see a very light spot, big, big spawning bed on the mm-hmm. bottom. Nine times out of ten, that's not a bass. Right, that's a blue even if it's thumb. like three foot wide. Yeah. It's usually a pumpkin seed. Okay. So pumpkin seeds like a very sandy bottom to lay their eggs in. Yeah, don't we and all? <laughs> usually, <laughs> you know, when they sweep that, it, it's a lighter spot. It's gotcha. easier to dust out. That's why their bed and their bowl become so big, and that's how they, you know, they're tricking people into throwing to them with like a Senko or whatever and then you know people are like oh I got a bite and then tiny <laughs> yeah. little it's a, I'm about to say yeah it's a pumpkin seed to go for a ride of its life because I've definitely the grocery store pond I've set into what I thought was a bass and it was a uh it was a pumpkin seed that one because I had to go into the parking lot because I set it so hard because I thought it was just you know <laughs> you know how they just lift it up and I launched that son of a bitch out of the water into the parking lot behind me and I was like, oh, shit, I had to run across the street, like almost getting hit for this damn pumpkin seed. <laughs> Seven foot three, medium heavy, launching them. Just hammered it. It was the swim jig rod, too. So it was like the full weight of it. And his lip, I think, had just got like just the little part of the swim jig hook. And that's what sent him flying out of there. It was funny. Yeah, so you'll, you'll see that. Uh, but the bluegill, they nest in a colony. So it'll yeah. look more like a honeycomb mm-hmm. and you'll notice that their bottom content is darker. So anytime you see that honeycomb, the bottom is more of like a uh, sediment or, you know, brush leaf glitter, that type of thing on the bottom. Uh, so it's not as sandy. Those, all these... those got me confused. Uh, Hamilton. I know you fished there before, and yeah. when you hit, like, uh, you know, you leave from the boat ramp, and you can, you know, instead of going to the white horse, there's that one little chute where it gets really shallow, and yeah. I think it was my first spawn, and I'd always read about these beds, and it was just, like, beds as far as the eye could see, and I was like, there's going to be bass everywhere. Nope, not one damn no. bass. Nothing but bluegill. Yeah, the, the, the bluegill beds, though, that's where those big females sit. And every once in a while, they'll cruise in there, eat a bluegill, and right. leave. So that's where the swim bait comes into play. There are other things you could throw out there, too. You could throw a Senko, clout worm, swim jig. Clout worm, and that's the money. What, you know, anything that imitates a bluegill yep. is going to get fit in that situation if you present it as an easy meal 
that that swim bait that's my go-to yeah i uh you talked about the clout worm so it, it took me a while as a young angler to realize that like a worm wasn't imitating a worm right like at least it clicked for me fishing like a a, a stick worm right a, a sanko style worm is to fish it like it's a dying bait fish or something like that that's kind of why i gravitated towards that flick shake because you get a real kind of looks like a dead fish falling on the bottom and somebody told that to me and it kind of clicked uh but last week i used zaldane talked about using a belly weighted hook texas rigged so you texas rig your sanko but use a belly weighted hook so you can get that same wacky rig action close to it right but then you still have like a stouter hook things like that have you ever tried that I've never tried that. I'm a little bit of a purist when it comes to the wacky rig. Okay. Uh, I've, I've gone 100% to the owner sniper hook. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but it's yeah. just a, a J bend basically. Right. But they're really sharp. They hook fish on the wacky rig perfectly. Uh, I mostly throw a Yamamoto when it comes to a wacky rig, but got I've that used big money. every. Got that big bucks. Well, if I'm fishing <laughs> in a tournament, I I want it to produce and nothing is faster. Yeah. Uh, but yum dingers work. You know, for me, a uh, soft plastic is a soft plastic. I they agree. all work the same. Some of them have a different flavor on them, or you know, not. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times the color doesn't really matter to me either. Is it green? Is it black? Does it have right. chartreuse on it? That that type of thing. E even all these different creature baits that they come up with. I'm like, a bass has never seen a beaver bait. They don't know what that is. <laughs> They're not going to tell me, oh, you only have three appendages instead of four. But, <laughs> the, it, the, they're not that picky. And, you know, it, it's funny. It, you get a, a bass and it rips off like a claw or something. And you're like, oh, this is trash. Nope. Just throw it back in. <laughs> Meanwhile, they don't care. They don't know the difference. They're not right. going to be like, oh, nope. I only got one claw. <laughs> not even that. You talk about that because I think it goes with everything, right? So I have this Beast Coast swim jig, right? And it's got the tinsel. And I swear that what I do is I pick out all the tinsel that's blue. I and I, no, no, no. I leave some tinsel and I only leave in the red tinsel. So I only get like three strands. And I swear it matters. It probably doesn't. A white jig is a white jig is a white jig. <laughs> I don't think it really needs the tinsel, but makes me feel more confident. There's a thing with that, right? I, I heard from somebody say, like, as long as it makes you feel confident when you're out there, that's a huge step forward. So absolutely. You know, Bill Dance always said, you know, confidence is the best thing you can have in your tackle box. Mm -hmm. There have been so many tournaments where I'm like working my, you know, ass off to try and catch five fish. And somebody comes in with a limit full of fish and they're like, yeah, just for a single all day. I didn't, you know, pick up another rod. I'm like, why didn't I do that? I know better. I right. know better. <laughs> I've fished long enough to know like, okay, I should be throwing a single. I should be throwing a wacky worm. I should be throwing, you know, a finesse worm, wacky rig, even in the summertime. Yeah. Well, I mean, and before i mean you say you've been doing this a while and right you, you should absolutely know and a lot of it is out learning and uh i did learn a fun fact about adam here folks is that uh speaking of learning uh his dad was a uh a swim coach and uh he had everything built up to know how to swim but you don't know how to swim no i don't know how to swim at all 
I mean, I could doggy paddle for my life, I guess, <laughs> but it's not going to last long. If I fall out of my boat, I just have to accept that's the end. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing it's South Jersey. You could probably just walk a, you know, paddle a little bit and you're going to hit the bottom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I still get on people about wearing their life jacket and their kayak. I can't stand that. You can't stand when they don't wear it? Yeah, like I'll see people post up pictures of these fish that they're catching at night in the winter on yeah. their kayak. I'm yeah. like, why aren't you wearing a life jacket? They're like, well, I can stand up. Like that's not really a great answer. <laughs> I, I think in the people, dark. I, I think most people know my stance on this. That as long as you're legal for the state, uh, I think you're okay. And like the state of New Jersey, if you're on freshwater lakes, you do not need to have it on. You need to have right, it on you your boat. It. Yeah, have so, to have it with you. I think they're fine. Um, that could just be, you know, the Coast Guard side of me wanting to ensure that I had business. So, you know, more people that, that fall in the water meant more, <laughs> go, more work go for save me. Them. <laughs> exactly, right? You know, it's all about job security. But, uh, like, it's starting to get hot. The last thing I want to do is wear a fucking life jacket. And I, I have been wearing them. I had a good talk with my friend Ramon about it. And he's like, how embarrassing would it be after 20 years in the Coast Guard? You've got to get picked up because you don't have a fucking life jacket on. You're floating down River X. And he's he's right. So I wear this stupid fucking life jacket. But I think everybody. Well, there's big tidal river like there. that. Mm -hmm. You could get swamped by a boat that comes by. You know, there lots of bad stuff could happen. Absolutely. And it has. I remember the first time I went to a new area on that river. And I, I had just gotten the old town, too. I think I had it for like three weeks. And, uh. I was kind of, you know, pedaling along, doing my thing. And then I was riding down, you know, down current and I'm standing up casting and I hit one of those stumps that you definitely can't see because it's all that cedar water. And I hit it and I almost fell out because I hit it so hard with the current and didn't know it was going to be there. Like I almost tipped myself out of it. And when I looked down, there's nothing but small stumps. I could have easily hit my head. Like I get it. But there's also like jet skiers out there and boaters who don't have life jackets and nobody says a thing about them i feel like everybody targets kayakers with life jackets because they're like you're gonna fucking die and yes people do die and that's a sad thing but there's more people that die in boating accidents than in kayak accidents i, I think that people think that you're more likely to fall out of a kayak than Correct. out of a boat or out of well a jet ski people fall off of all the time but I mean, we, we need I, I, more I wouldn't mind if they fall in now. Yeah, I was about to say, we need more jet skiers. I, when I went out last Friday, I was like, man, this is great. There's nobody on the water. And I start fishing. It's like an hour and a half into it. And all I hear is, yeah. And I'm like, you well, dipshits. Like, they are river lice. I don't know. I still don't understand the allure of it. But, yeah. It, it drives me crazy when I go up to the one of the northern lakes here in New Jersey that, you know, have a horsepower you know gas motor allowance and they're just doing donuts around you in your fishing boat or in your kayak mm -hmm. like are you getting pleasure out of this i know it's called pleasure boating but th this doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me at all i don't get it and you mentioned the 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 non-restriction basically right because a lot of lakes down in south jersey there's a uh, restriction like you're not going to use gas motors if you do they got to be like really low-key um my favorite is like lenape uh i'm sure you fished there before right like lenape yeah 
you need a massive amount of insurance to run any type of outboard there. You do. I, I went from Lenape. You can go all the way up, right? Up to like where the yep. river connects. So I was all the way up there, had a great day of fishing and I'm coming back and there is a giant bay liner, like ocean going <laughs> bay liner right? stuck on a sandbar. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was just like, you think you could help me? And I'm like, I'm in my kayak. Oh my I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not, dude. Like it was, I'm telling you, it was like a 35 foot giant fucking bay liner. And Are I was you, like, you want a, a tow? <laughs> but I was like, what were you doing here? Like good water. It's only like a mile maybe of good water that you would have. Everything else is too shallow to bring that big thing in. And so, a lot of that upper section is sandbar and you, you don't know when you're going to hit it. I've gotten stuck in a kayak up there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not surprised. To, yeah. You know, but that's where the good fishing is. Oh, that's, I so that place I have such a love hate relationship. So I, I get have, that. Yeah, I have never caught in a limit there, mm-hmm. but I've never caught a fish under four pounds there. Oh wow! Yeah, your, your I, average is better than mine. My biggest out of there is five and a half, and that was part of that week where I put in seven fives. That that in a three week span, those a cup two of those were off of Lenape and. The the biggest one, the five and a half that I got out of there was on a frog all the way pushed back, like, and I could see her back sticking out of the water and ran a frog over the top. And it was like the coolest explosion. It was so much fun. Yeah, there's a lot of bigger fish in that lake. I don't know why there aren't as many small fish. Uh, I wonder if it has something to do with the habitat or maybe the pickerel, you know, push them out. Um, it, it could I, be because they have it. that standard annoying 12 inch snot rockets everywhere there. They do. They're, they're also bigger ones too. I don't know if you've run into any of those. I have a couple. Yeah. Rather. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun. Um, those were, yeah, those are fun. And it's also love hate. That's the lake. Uh, when I tell the story about me shitting my pants in my kayak, uh, that was on <laughs> Lake Lenape. Well, according so to Paul, that's that the way story. you get YouTube famous. Yeah, so that story, you know where that playground is? That's where I had to unload my bowels. And that's also where I heard uh, children uh, playing. And I didn't realize there was a school trip that was going on as I'm, oh, no. I'm naked as a jaybird <laughs> covered in human feces trying to wipe my butt with my T-shirt. In the, oh. the worst state that a human could be in. Yep. And then when I pulled up, because, you know, there's that, uh, if you go up lake, there's that kayak only launch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I tried to pull in. I'm like, all right, finally, this nightmare's over. And they were doing a Boy Scout trip. So there's like 10 <laughs> kayaks and Boy Scouts as I am still covered in shit. And I have a plastic bag full of underwear and shitty clothes sitting on the front of my kayak. And some kid comes up to go grab the front to help me. And he just looks at the bag and he's like, He's like, you what shit. is that? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that place is so close to me, and I wish I could get better at that place, but it is, yeah. I've, like I said, I've never caught five fish there on a trip unless it was crappie fishing, winter crappie fishing. Excellent there. So I, I catch a lot of yellow perch there, um, and I think that's what the bass feed on. I think so. Too. Uh, so I throw a lot of grubs while I'm there. Okay. Uh, perch color. Okay. And for whatever reason, if you if you want to try and catch five, that, that's a good option. Hmm. I have to figure that out. 
Um, so would you say, like all in all, if you had to put yourself into a category as an angler, would you be more finesse or would you be more power? I know you love the swim bait. We talked about that, but you just said you're a wacky purist too. Uh, I'm 50-50, I think. Okay. I, I know that that sounds awful. Like people are like, <laughs> oh, no, you're either power or you're finesse. You didn't you're make one a decision. Or the other. <laughs> Um, but I'm more of a whatever it takes kind of guy because I fish so many tournaments. Okay. And I'm not going to bang my head against the wall and keep throwing the black and blue jig if it's not working. If I need to catch five, I need to catch five. So if I have to pull out a drop shot to do it, I'll do that. But if they're on that jig bite, I'm going to keep that jig in my hand until you know I can't cast it anymore. The more casts I can make in a day, the more presentations I can make. Mm-hmm. And the more chances that catching a fish I'll have. Would uh, so you're talking about tournaments? What kind of uh, tournaments are you fishing? Are you fishing big boat, John boat, kayak? Uh, currently, I'm doing John boat tournaments, and I'm in a multi-species club where they fish for anything. Hell yeah! Uh, we we catch bass, pickerel, crappie, perch, um, bowfin, sometimes snakehead. And it'll be a total of 10 fish in a day rather than just five. So it's a lot more intense than you'd ever imagine trying to catch five bluegill. Yeah. Because because they not only have to be five bluegill, but they have to be five bluegill of a minimum size. Right. Are you guys doing weight or length? Weight. Okay. So during close season right now, we do paper for bass and then we'll weigh in whatever else we catch crappy perch what have you mm-hmm. and then some tournaments you're even allowed to weigh in catfish and carp oh that's ridiculous that's all that, that, that's so chaotic i dig it i dig it, it, it it's super chaotic uh, you're allowed to have two rods out at a time okay so sometimes i'll just be dragging the bobber behind my boat and i'll have a fish on that and then i'll have a fish on whatever i'm using in my hand too right and it, it's just you know chaos it, reeling in so- two fish at one time it's uh, it's ten fish. Is it any ten you want? Like, can it can it be ten bass, or does it have to be multi species? Well, we have to follow the rules of the state, so we can only have five bass, right? And we can only have five pickerel. So I could have five bass and five pickerel, or five bass, uh, three crappie and two pickerel. Gotcha. It, it all depends on whatever I can catch that day, but. It, it gets intense. It really does when you're you're that. trying to catch that many fish in a day. Live well them. Make sure that they measure uh, because our size limit on crappie is eight inches. Okay. Which that, that's not a small crappie, but it's yeah. not really huge either. Right. But catching five of those in the dead heat of summer, I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but it's not easy. It is if so, you know where to go. Well. that's the thing we we get sent we go to whatever lake is on our schedule and if the crappy aren't biting that day during that time then you're out of luck what so i don't think i've ever seen anybody put a fucking pickerel in a live well do you have to keep them separate are they going to be munching on the bluegill like getting a meal as they're in the live well some people have said that their bass have eaten stuff in their live well right it never happened to me um but I've even put in like golden shiners in my live well. Yeah. But they usually I mean, die. But usually the pickerels are longer, so they're just wrapped up in that shit if you got enough of them in there. Uh, most people, if they have a bass boat, yeah, that's a problem. But right. I have 
my John boat with a custom live well and it goes uh, all I the way gotcha. the width of my boat. Okay. So I, gotcha. I got plenty of room for all that stuff. And then nice. if I have a co-angler, I have a separate cooler for them too. I like that, man. That sounds again, very chaotic, very, uh, I mean, anybody could win if they just got on a random, you know, fat crappie bite or something. You get really, really busy in that tournament. Like there's no downtime at all. Like, to retie or think about stuff like if you get tangled in your crappy rod then you're you're down your crappy rod for that whatever amount of time mm-hmm. so you can't bass fish so you have to you know rig that up real quick throw that back out and it. then get back to bass fishing I dig um it. but it, it's a fun club uh there are a lot of older guys in it and they even allow live bait hell yeah hell yeah I, I'm competing with all artificial against live bait guys. Yeah, it's you're just looking and, to get your teeth kicked in the whole time, huh? Well, I showed you the awards. Are are those for so, that club? Yeah, but that was for somebody else. We already saw that. That was for uh, that was no, for no. Adam Minhara. Oh yeah, that, that's some other guy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I do all right. <laughs> um, at the end of the year, we have a two-day classic where we'll go up north to either the Poconos or North Jersey, and that's just bass. But you have to earn yeah. your way into that by catching all these fish throughout the year. Yeah. So if I'm not catching these carp and crappie and whatever else, I'm not going to be able to uh, compete in that classic. And I, I, I've ca- I've cashed in that classic three years in a row. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think this is the year where I'm finally, maybe not this year, next year is the year where I'm finally going to dip my toe. I've never done a tournament. It's not why I fish. But after doing this show for two years and hearing everybody talk about it, I kind of want to dip my toe in it to, to, to see what it's all about. I've always had a competitive streak in me to, like, you know, do well and and, you know, uh, play soccer and, and hockey, whatever other sport. So for me and fishing, I want to compete. I want to, you know, show up to the uh, weigh-in with five fish every time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. You know, I, I have to understand that I live in New Jersey and I'm competing up against, you know, maybe 20 other guys who are trying to do the same thing I am. Yeah. On smaller it, bodies it, of water too. Right. We we have tiny bodies of water here. It's not like Lake Marion or anything down in South Carolina where it's a huge expanse of water and they have, you know, five pounders on every tree. <laughs> I was when I first fished uh, Union Lake, everybody talked about it because that's what the second biggest lake in New Jersey. And it is big, but I was like, this is not what I was expecting. It's still a little smaller than I thought it was going to be. And it it is it's huge for jersey especially south jersey Jersey, yeah yeah but But i'm still a little disappointed (laughs) the fishing there is not great either uh but for multi-species it is yeah so when when we go to that that lake you know anything goes you could catch carp catfish uh and i think i counted about like maybe 10 or 12 different species in that lake alone that's insane you have you have largemouth Yep. Small male. Yep. Um, you have white crappy, black crappy, yellow perch, white perch, chain pickerel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have pumpkin seed sunfish, green sunfish, bluegill, golden shiner, uh, white catfish, channel catfish. Uh, stripers get in there too. Stripers count. Yeah, I heard that. That there's a couple that have moved themselves in there. 
you know, so it's actually a really great fishery overall. Right. Uh, If you go there with, you know, tiny grubs or something and that you want to take a kid fishing, you're going to be busy all day long. That's great. So somebody who, uh, yeah, bass fishing was slow. It was, I went there to get smallmouth. I got like three bass. I got a lot of pickerel and decent, healthy, fun water wolves. So as somebody who's very much multi-species, I think I brought this up with Joe from Cut and Retie. Have you ever caught a redfin pickerel? I have personally not. I know where to find them, but I have never landed one. They're like my unicorn of fish, I feel like. You live by like Redfin Central. They're all over, but they're they're a lot harder to catch than people think. I thought they were going to be easy. I thought like they are aggressive. Like I've seen them like with my eyeballs uh, at a, we'll talk about it off air, I guess, but like in a spot where there's like no water and there's just this yep. like cloud of mud and they're just pushing their way through, they won't hit anything. Like they'll come at it, but I can't hook them because they definitely are smaller than chain pickerels. But my favorite is I I'm obsessed with them because of the legends, because they think that these things took quite a few toes back in the day off oh of God. people in the New Jersey. Pine, they did. So when, when the pine barrens were flooded out and it had all of those cranberry bogs, that's where the red fins would live at. And they think there's, uh, it, it's probably not true. Maybe one, it happened to one guy and he probably like pissed off that fish, shoved his toe in its mouth and it actually bit, but it had no. a whole legend about how, yes, it would take off. And here's how I know it's true. Cause they're very specific. It would only, <laughs> how I know it's true. They will, only, they will only bite off the pinky toe. <laughs> they only take the one toe. That's it. Just the pinky toe. Because they know the difference between the toes. Well, so again, and this is how I know the story, because then it'll transport the pinky toe to the New Jersey devil. And then the New Jersey devil comes after you. That was I've heard like five stories that specifically said that. So the red fin is a satanic fish that bites off toads for the Jersey devil. So do you need me to carve you a toe lure, a pinky I, toe lure? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Listen, I'd be, I would have to get like a whole show, a whole episode on Meat Eater or like a show on Netflix um, where like I'm just redoing River Monsters, but it's just about dumb about folklore. Red <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's the pilot episode, right? The whole show is, you know, River Monsters is about that guy who'd go out and he'd catch, like, giant man-eating fish. I'm going to do stupid fish stories about small, tiny fish. I think it's just, just stupid fish stories in general, like the northern pike that knocked somebody out of their kayak. Right? See? All of these could line up. I could have a whole episode where we Mythbusters it. Like, I don't know if you ever heard about those fish in the Amazon that go right up a urethra. Ooh. Yeah, so we do a Mythbusters yeah. where we build it with, like, a hot dog, and then we have that fish try to get through the hot <laughs> yeah. dog. A hot dog? With yeah, man. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, a hot dog or a cocktail weenie. It depends on who you are, but we can do different sizes. <laughs> Listen, it's another million-dollar idea. This probably won't get aired. I'm probably going to bleep all of this out so my great idea doesn't get stolen. <laughs> That's probably a good idea to not reveal that to the universe. Listen, it's all going to start with the mighty, mighty pinky toe eating red fin pickerel. The, the, 
the reenactment of the pinky toe eating with a, a Vienna sausage. It would be perfect, right? We'll have, here's what I'll do. I'll get Paul involved because I'm such a good friend. I'll have him stomping around in the swamp looking like, because all, all this folklore comes from like revolutionary times. So I'll have him stomping around in a tri-corner hat. And then uh, he'll be like, God damn it. And he'll put his foot up and we'll have like a really obviously <laughs> fake fish uh, fall off of his foot. And then we'll do a close up of it. And she's got a Vienna sausage sticking out of the side of its mouth. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. It, it, it just documentary level stuff. Like, I can't wait to quit my job. I'm going to tell my wife tonight, uh, Amanda, the male lady, that uh, I'm quitting my job now. And I'm going to become the uh, either the jackass or the the Martin Scorsese of filmmaking. So you could you could be both. You could be Knoxville Scorsese. It'd, it'd be perfect, right? I mean, those opening scenes. Remember, they do it all in slow mo on Jackass. It's, it'd just be like that. But this time, we're talking about stupid fish lures and a lot of meat, obviously, because you brought up Vienna sausage and hot dog. Um, well, no, I brought up hot dog, Vienna sausage. It's a lot of meat products, which is perfect. It goes right for my crowd. Yeah, definitely. And it goes for uh, Paul's Instagram crowd, too. Apparently, he's big into the food scene. He Does he post that shit on Instagram, too? Absolutely. I have to follow oh. him on my food channel. Oh, my. So he is. So there's. we'll pull back the curtain. Um, there is. I was doing a TikTok live. Uh, and, and we're going to get back to doing those. We just our schedules are messed up right now. But normally we would do like an hour on TikTok live before the show. Um, and I was like, Paul, come on and do the live. And he, he goes, I can't. And I go, why? And he goes, cause I'm doing a TikTok live. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like meal prepping. And it's just him cooking meal prep. He's cooking his freaking meat products. He's got like T-bone steaks yeah. and pork butt and brisket that he's smoking. Like it's find- good content if you're into food blogging. And it is, and he, but he's really good at doing the live. I've noticed the last one that we did, one, he comes over for that first one, and he goes, motherfucker, I left 2,500 people. You got five. And I was like, shit, my bad. <laughs> but the yeah, last he's got one, a following. The last one that I had him on, he was doing the, all right, make sure, you know, he sounded like a radio DJ. Like, he's like, make sure you smash that like button. Let's see some roses. Like, I was oh, like, what are you doing? And he's like, you have to do that. I can't do that. I, I cannot join TikTok. I've never, you know, tried TikTok's to download pretty amazing. That. Oh, it's pretty I've, amazing. I I refuse to do it. I'm too old. Um, <laughs> and I, I cringe at the thought that I'm Instagram influencer because I just hit 4,500 followers. That's like a lot. for fishing. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't know what people are interested in that I'm doing because originally when I was carving my lures, Mm-hmm. They looked like absolute dog crap. <laughs> they I, didn't look that bad. They were good. They were pretty bad. That, it, it was right, they awful were pretty bad. for a they while. Were pretty bad. Um, but I had to teach myself somehow. I, yeah. I was trying to learn how they behave, like mm-hmm. with the different woods and where you put the weight and the line tie. But I've I've gotten you know past that point where I I have a pretty good idea that they're gonna work. So I'm, I'm putting a little more effort into uh, making my paint jobs look nice. Oh, that one looks good. You did that one? Yeah, I, I yeah. painted this the other day. I found this at a flea market for, yeah. you know, 50 cents. Put a, a new paint job on it. And that looks it great. turned out great. I, I think, and I tell people a lot, um, 
So when they're like, hey, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a YouTube channel, but I'm not that good yet. So I'll wait till I'm good. And I tell them all the time, like, no, fuck that. Like, you know, that old adage, like, just do it now. Right. Like you should have been starting like a year ago. But kind of what you're saying, like when you first started out, they weren't that great. But you want to know why people stuck around? Because they wanted to go on that journey of you learning how to do it. Like, yeah. They wanted and, to be and the, yeah, that, that's what I wanted to portray uh, through the yep. Instagram, too. Like, I was like. Oh, this could be really good content, especially in the winter when I'm not mm -hmm. catching fish left and right. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times can you like a crappy? How many times can you like a bluegill or even a bass? Yeah. Like, the hashtags for bass don't even work anymore. Yeah, Instagram, we, I mean, we're, I'll tell you what, you put out one video where Paul talks about his uh, six, uh, secret to success, and somehow yep. you get a, a, a somewhat uh, healthy instagram account like we did in a bass and bruise i think that video is now upping four hundred thousand views it's fucking insane it's also annoying because it like clutters up all the hearts which are great thank you guys for that and i we have seen a flux of new <laughs> listeners which is awesome but i'll tell everybody flat out i tried to get back into it like a month ago on instagram i can't do it i don't like it i prefer tiktok i know that's not everybody's ticket um but if you guys want short form stuff, uh, all of that's going to be on TikTok for bass and brews. We're not going to be doing a lot on Instagram. It's just not our jam. But even like YouTube, like we're just going to put out the I, show. I, yeah, I don't get I don't get that either. Like how you take off on one social media platform, but then another one is the stagnant. So I'm on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Yep. Uh, my YouTube is languishing. It, it's terrible. I have 839 subscribers in three years. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like I've had to work for every single one of them. And I wouldn't say my content is great or that I put things out very often. But I put a lot of effort into editing each and every one. Like It's hours and hours of work for 20 views. And you're like... It wow, I have an audience. I feel great about myself and all the time I put in. Honestly, I did the YouTube because I genuinely liked editing. I liked being able to tell a story through footage. Like that was kind of always the goal. And then I'm trying to think. I think it's been three fishing trips now. I haven't brought a, a GoPro. Like I still have stuff for, or, uh, uh, for riding the tide. Like that series isn't going to finish. Like it's just, I'm done with it. <laughs> just, it's it, the editing became a job and it became like, right. I was getting stressed out about having to get videos out on time or even just having to sit there and edit it. And it was, it was really weird. It happened all of a sudden. And then what's funny is being deployed for a year. Like I was really excited to come back and hit it hard and fast, like doing fishing content. And then it became work and no, like I fucking, I'm 30. How old am I now? 39 years old. Last thing I want to do is have something else that's supposed to be a hobby stress me the fuck out. And now, right. You, and you, you've got a wife, you've got kids, you've got a job you, yeah. full time. Yep. And then you're supposed to come home and do all this editing for your YouTube video where you caught three fish, you know, and, and even it's that take you hours remember, to edit that and exactly. tell that story. And I um, want to come back. And I remember talking to Ramon outdoors about this, right? I, we, I specifically talked, I felt burned out on it, but I also felt like extremely uninspired. Like, I feel like I can talk to the camera pretty well, but like how often are people, do we do have big names, right? We've got the Alex Rudd, 
um, the Alex Rudds, the, you know, the Mikey Balls, all these guys who are, but like, there's not a lot of small creators, honestly, who are making what I think is good content when you're just sitting there fishing. It's all the extra stuff, right? So I want to like be inspired to come back into it. Even this show, look at Bass and Brews, like a year ago when Paul was running it, all we did was talk to kayak tournament anglers. And even when we first started, we were down one path and now we've switched. But I feel like a lot of YouTube fishing is locked into this one thing of like, you're going to go out there, you're going to watch me catch fish. Well, I don't catch big fish. I catch small New Jersey fish and who the fuck wants to see that? Right. So got- it's like, who who is your audience? Who is actually watching your videos? Right. And over the, the three years I've been doing it, you know, I noticed that my best views come when I burn a spot. When I say yep. the name of a lake, yep. people want are searching for that lake specifically. Oh, what can I catch there? And I only burn the spots that I don't like. <laughs> so if you, for real, if you if you go to my uh, channel and you look at any of the videos of the places that I name, right. that is a terrible lake, and I just had a pretty good day there. You will not be able to imitate that or replicate that in any way, shape, or form. Good luck. Not only that, but you put it in your title. So I'm literally looking at Adam's YouTube page. This is from two years ago. The title of the video is Secret New Jersey Bass Fishing Spot Burn. Like, it's right in there because that's what people want. But no, yeah, you put it in That's my number one video ever. You put Laurel Acres. That place sucks. It's terrible, but I caught a five-pounder in that video. You did. Good luck catching us. I think I did one like, uh, what was that one? I did one. I think I was still active when I did one, and I still get views. This is like my third video ever. It's fucking trash. I don't talk into it because I accidentally muted the camera the whole time. And I also had that view on the kayak where it was just my crotch the whole time, too. And I think that video still gets views to this day. Like, It's amazing. <laughs> Listen, she's just watching it over and over. <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetheart. I should have gave you better content. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember that one now because that one was a uh, let's see here. Well, I got some other ones that are uh, oh, yeah, it's that pen. I don't even know how to say it. Penbrin Lake. You know what I'm Penbrin. talking about? Yeah, yeah I, I, I burned that one too two years ago, and it's at 968 views. It got 40 views in the last 30 days. Yeah, because people are, are searching for that and they want to know how to fish it because it's so t- you know difficult mm-hmm. that they're looking for any clue that they could possibly get. And that's where I got, I think, a lot of my subscribers. Mm-hmm. It's from people who want to you know spot, spot hop and, and follow me wherever I'm going. Right. So I'll, I'll put stuff like the Delaware and Raritan Canal, which is 34 miles long. You know, go ahead, burn, burn, take a walk, yeah, take exactly. a hike. Well, I think I we can mind. agree that spot burning is a bad thing, but, uh, you know, normally we ask our guests, right? You're, you're actually going to be a test platform from this. Normally we ask our guests like, Hey, what kind okay. of fisherman are you? You know, what are your strengths? What are you really good at? Um, I want to know what your top three bad habits are in fishing bad habits like you know what you're doing you probably shouldn't but you still fucking do it every time 
I probably go back and fish history because I have so much history. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I know that there's a stump there. I'm going to try that stump again here 20 years later after I, you know, I fished it, you know, mm-hmm. back in, you know, the nineties, the two thousands. And there, there should be a fish there still. It, mm-hmm. The lake has changed. There's new weeds. There's new fish. Mm-hmm. We, the fish that were there now are back then have died by now. <laughs> so it's not going to be the same. You know, from year to year, it's not going to be the same. I so I think yep. that's my number one because right. I have so much history. Uh, I suffer uh, when I I go back to a lake. I when I go to a new place, more than conditions. Yeah, when I go to a new place, it's like I'm fishing very raw and you know mm-hmm. exploratory, and it's like, hey, I'm just going fishing. I'm gonna figure out what this lake is like. And I usually do really well when I do that because I'm I'm just going on instinct rather than try to replicate something that I knew worked back then. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow's a different day. The weather's different. The barometric pressure is different. The water clarity is different. Yep. No, I I get into that habit, and then at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, I wish I didn't have, you know do that, or I wish I did something else. Mm-hmm there's always something that I feel like I could have done better. Even the days that I win, I'm like, well, dang, I could have had another, you know, three pounder in the boat if I didn't lose it or something like that. Right. Yeah, always striving for the, you know, better. But right. I, I think number that, one, what do you got? Number one. two, number two. I mean, three might um, be hard. Let's just do top two. Like I said, this is a brand new question. My favorite part is when I do these and Paul's here, but he's not. And then Paul gets all upset because I don't tell him things. That's like my my favorite game. <laughs> but having Paul on the show is I come up with like ideas for the show or creative ideas for the TikTok account or whatever it is. Uh, and then I just fucking don't tell him. It's like my 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 bad habit is I like to do things about Bass and Brews, but then I don't tell my 50-50 partner in it just to piss him off. That's my favorite. I think that's why the content is so good. <laughs> you get, you yeah. got to keep that up. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, always keep him in surprise. Like, yeah, yeah. keep him on his toes. That, that, that's how he. That's how he functions. <laughs> Sometimes it goes against me. Um, Joe from Cut and Retie, when he was on the show, I tried to rename the shotgun round, the last part of the show, the rapid fire questions. I tried to rename it to Bass and Brew's Last Call, right? Because I was like, that's on brand with the show. Like, it, it all fits. Yeah. And then Paul's like, God damn it. Burr, 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 burr. Sounded like Boom And I was like, Joe knows what I'm talking about. And Joe's like, nah, man, shotgun round is better. And I was no like, idea. I was like, you're in New Jersey, too. What the fuck? We're supposed to be on the same team. Help me out here. Yeah, exactly. All right. So fishing history. What's number two? Uh, number two, I I guess being stubborn and not, you know, changing my lure presentation when something isn't working. Okay. Um, because I'll I'll be dead set like, oh, they're gonna play a fuzz bait today. I know right. that they will. Yep. And then when it doesn't happen, I'm still throwing the buzz bait, and I'm like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It doesn't happen. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way on that one. Actually, that's uh, again that clout worm. I I don't know if everybody spoke out, but if you go to Six Sense Fishing, um, the June Bug Reddit is back. 
And I think that's because I fucking cried about it enough and I did it on air <laughs> crying about how it was going on clearance, which usually means they're killing the color. Um, yeah, that Alex but begged for it to come back. I listen, I have so much confident confidence in that bait that I will fish that when not appropriate at all. Like when I could like you, you, you know when you gotta like run, like you gotta find some active fish. I don't do that. I'll just fucking sit there all day and work a spot with a fucking flick shake clout worm and then be like, damn, I didn't get to like any of the lake. I've already been here for four hours. Well, it's because I haven't changed up. I've decided to just I'm going to fish the slow and methodical and stupid and listen to uh, shitty lo-fi trip hop uh, on my headphones and have a day like that instead. Lo-fi got me through the pandemic, you know? Uh, I don't know if you're still listening to it, but Lo-Fi Girl, they've now branched out uh, to another uh, genre. Just a heads up. Oh, really? Chilled Cow yeah. is something else now, huh? Well, well, Chilled Cow turned into Lo-Fi Girl. Like, they actually right. put a brand on it. But now there's uh, Lo-Fi Girl Synth Wave. And it's all... Oh, no. It's, dude, it sounds stupid. I, I One, I feel like I'm a hacker every time I'm out fishing because it's like... It's, it's, it's I will best. definitely check that out. I will absolutely check that out. Uh, I had it playing on my laptop and I had my headphones in and I was actually in the office working and I got up to like throw something away and I forgot that my headphones were like plugged in and they got unplugged and it just started playing. And mind <laughs> you, there's not a lot of people in my office because everybody works from home, but the guy right across from me uh, like I'm in a cube and we share a wall. All of a sudden, I hear him go, "What the fuck is that? Are you some kind of hacker?" <laughs> and this is this is like my fourth day on the job, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah." They caught me listening to synth hop. Shout out to uh, the cube mate over there. He, me, and him for the first three weeks I worked I, that I've worked there. We had a very much Tim Allen and that guy with the fence relationship. Wilson. from Yeah, because we would never, it, it took me three weeks to finally see his face. Because I'd just be sitting there and I'd be I'm like, man, I got a question. And I'd, and I'd speak out loud because I'm used to, you know, I was, I was home alone for a while before I got a job. And I'd just hear like, what do you have a question about? And I'm like, oh, what's this? And he's like, oh, it's this. Just click here, click here. And I'm like, okay. And that's how it went the whole time. Like, I'd get off a call, and he'd be like, that guy's full of shit. I'm like, all right, cool, thanks, man. And literally three <laughs> weeks before he stood up, and he goes, hey, what's up? My name's Doug. And I'm like, oh, what's up, man? <laughs> like, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. He also introduced himself through the wall. He was like, is there somebody over there? And I was like, yeah, it, this is my first day. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, I said my name, and I said what I do there. And he goes, Oh, are you some kind of fucking nerd? And I was like, I, I, I thought we're all nerds. We're, we're in a, we're in a tech company. We're in the tech group, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, uh. He's like, what did you do in the military? And I told him what I did. He goes, all right, you don't sound like a real big fucking nerd. Maybe a little bit. And it, that was the whole conversation. And I didn't realize that he walked up and left. So I was like, well, what did so you do you're in the military? He's and gone. There was nothing. And I was like, oh, what? Do you feel bad about it? And I didn't hear nothing. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes in and they're like, Who are you talking to? I'm like, The guy across the way. They're like, Oh, he logged out. He's gone for the day. I was like, What the fuck? He left. He paced out on the end and didn't even say goodbye. Done. Yeah. I uh, I don't know who out there works uh, from home, like splits their time. 
uh but it's the weirdest fucking thing like if you're at a company that has like hybrid or something yep. like that like it is fucking weird like i go into the office it's a ghost town the only people there there's like two types of people in the office there's the people who are who fucking hate it there and they just want to be back at home and do their job at home if they can do that right like i understand not all jobs can do that but you know um and then there's the other half of people who are fucking weird and they're there on purpose because I, they don't have I anything think I going fall on. That weird, I'm in that weird category. Are you in the weird one? I think I am. Uh, I'm oh, one shit. of the few that hey, have to go into man. the office. Hi, everybody. I forgot to uh, I forgot to mark this as uh, a private video, so we've been live the whole time. Oh, What's up, everybody? Right. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, so you're one that likes to go in. Um, I mean, I feel okay about it because that's the way I uh, worked before everything right. went down, you know? So I, I don't mind it. But I only work with four other people in my office right now because of the way things are with uh, yeah. you know remote work. Uh, I've got, all my coworkers are throughout the country. Yeah, I've got, I've got two guys that work. So we do four tens, too. Like, we have the option to do four tens, right? Like, Monday through Thursday, 10-hour shifts. And uh, I have two guys who don't do four tens. They do the full Monday through Friday, and they excuse them into the office every single day. Now, that's weird. If you have the option, you take that option and go fishing. Or, or whatever you're into, right? But, or, yeah. Or, or frisbee golf or, yeah, anything else other than no. working. Not that. All right. So this is my new rage. Uh, it was a long time ago and I feel like I need to rehash it. And we're we're going to, we're going to start this conversation off with golf courses can go fuck themselves. You waste up too much land for your stupid fucking golf courses. They'd be much better if you made it a pond. So kids could go fishing. Instead, kids got to run around and make stupid fucking, I got kicked off a golf course, YouTube videos because you've taken up all this good land, but I'm adding Frisbee golf to that too. Cause you're also, how dare you? Listen, you're wasting good land while you nerds are out there whisk, you know, throwing your plastic around willy-nilly when motherfuckers, it, th those could be like trails for people to walk. I have custom Frisbees that with signatures on them from pros. Listen, I'm a collector. Listen, the people from Jersey Shore liked what they did too. It doesn't mean they weren't assholes. Well, situation always says the you know comeback is greater than the setback so <laughs> right no i think they're a waste of space do you know the uh the egg harbor township nature preserve yes i know of it i have not fished it yet but i want to <laughs> fishing's pretty awful right uh it's really okay, not good, good but it's, it's gorgeous gorgeous it's a big old disgusting sand pit and now it's super crystal clear beautiful place even a kayak if you can get a kayak in there it's fun right oh that is cool um but now oh, they're talking it. about now they're talking about getting rid of a lot of the trails because they want to put a stupid fucking frisbee golf course in there fuck, yes! that. fuck that forget your trails <laughs> we're, we're playing disc so stupid anyway <laughs> so, have you ever been to south vineland park no, no. All right. So South Vineland Park is a very, very deep lake in South Jersey. It might be mm -hmm. the deepest one. Gets down to like 41, 50 feet deep. Mm -hmm. um, pretty clear. Good population of fish. 
everything mm-hmm. fast pickerel crappy. They even put trout in there. But around the perimeter is a frisbee golf course. Yeah. And these dudes throw them into the lake all the time. Yeah, because they're assholes. No, because they're <laughs> they've they've baby noodle arms and they can't make it over the water. <laughs> but beside that point, every one of those frisbees is worth about thirty dollars. So whenever I fish there, I go with their my long handled net, scoop, scoop, scoop. Every Listen, scoop I make, thirty bucks. I got something for you then. There was I think the company's called Viking. Think that's the company? Does that sound like a disc golf company? Um maybe. Yeah, so not, Viking. Not I know of. So Viking, this is when I was deployed and we just started our TikTok. They're like, hey, really love your content. We'd love to send you some stuff, right? It's the old, like, I'll send you stuff. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah, send it. I don't give a shit, right? And they sent, I have, I think I'm looking at them actually. It's uh 35 frisbee golf fucking things. What? Yeah, they sent me a shit ton, and I was supposed to, like, I guess, hand them out uh, and review them. <laughs> you have 35 just sitting there? Yeah, they're still in the original packaging and box. Like, we opened up some of them just to look at it, and then I let I let the dog chew on the uh, the real tiny one. What's that, the That's putter? That's the mini. That's your marker. Okay, yeah. Well, no, no, no. There's one a little bit that has, like, a lip on it. It looks I, – I, it has a P. I think it's a putter. Okay. But it, it, it's basically enough sets to where, like, I guess every person could have five different discs. We'll link up, and you can have this box of fucking use, useless asshole plastic. So. No, it's not useless. It's, like, <laughs> the greatest game. I love it. I can't. I, wa- I watch the Pro Tour on YouTube. I'm a Patreon of <laughs> Jomez Pro. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Is that, uh like, the big... that? All right, so like the ESPN of disc golf. I was about to say because you just name dropped, and one I want to hear. I hope somebody reaches out to me, and they're like, "Fucking more disc golf content." And yes. I'm gonna convince. I'm gonna convince you to do a fucking fishing and disc golf fucking podcast, and you can handle those people. Now it, it's funny that you say that. There are a lot of parallels between the two sports because every time you make a cast. It's the same motion as throwing a disc. Backhand, forehand. And a lot of the disc golfers are also fishermen. But it's amazing. I did. And uh, I I pulled it up on my phone just now. Um, There is a statistic, which is a little different from what you're saying. And uh, basically, this is coming from NPR. NPR Antarctic Division that said that uh, disc golfers, ninety nine percent of them are douchebags. So, so. Um, I'll, I'll I'll wear that crown. That's fine. <laughs> also, um, if I ever find a disc golf place that is next to like a swampy area or maybe a cranberry bog, I will let out the uh, the vicious pinky biting redfin to specifically <laughs> oh target disc golfers. Onto the disc golfers. Yes. Now, disc golf, it doesn't bother anybody. You throw a Frisbee through the woods. Nobody can walk in those woods because they're going to get hit by your stupid fucking Frisbee. How many people are walking through them woods anyway? 
Yeah, you're right. South Jersey, there's not a lot. I do think yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I am throwing a fit, and there's always a fit about people down here who are like, there's trails. And also, that person eats their hoagie off of a trash can at Wawa and has never been on a trail in the last 30 years. Right. Uh, it's another way for people to get outside, actually enjoy nature. Yeah. And they're being competitive, which, again, is something that I enjoy. Well, I'm glad you like it. Um, this will be the last time for you on the show or even interacting with you. We're going to have a real live breakup here because I still think this call's fucking stupid. But I, I knew this was going to happen after you left my <laughs> uh, Instagram group, and I knew you hated me <laughs> this whole time. Oh, the so, Instagram group. So we, I created that Instagram group because I was like, oh, this is a great way to, you know, start collabs and, and grow uh, our YouTube channels with other yep. New Jersey YouTubers. Um, and it just turned into a complete shit show. It, it really did. Why did it, it turn into a shit show, Adam? Uh, I mean, it wasn't just you. Uh we we took on too many members who are immature under the age of 18. Yes. And Did that kid still uh, make I, videos? No, he went to college. He he dropped off to the face of the earth. Fucking good. So Adam had this kid in there, right? And this kid was like your quintessential Guggen. Um he, he was doing that loud, and everybody was kind of doing their own thing. Um, and it honestly, because he was young, he probably had the best shot minus 609 fishing because he does salt water and it's joe joe's amazing um and actually m and k were good too because they had like the father daughter aspect right but uh fishing the dream right and that his name fishing the dream was fishing dream the fishing dream he wanted to He's be a goon <laughs> he wanted he, to be a googan but the thing is he he was better at youtube than i ever was i ever will be because he had that young energy that uh, couldn't yeah. be like stopped no matter no, how could be reckless stopped because or... we had this fucking chat and he would be like hey guys i'm bored and it was an engagement right so the whole deal and actually i don't think these things like are a good idea anymore like you should definitely like get in a group chat but this was like hey watch each other's videos give a like give a comment this and that right uh and the idea was to like uh almost inorganically build a little bit it was semi-organic, semi-not organic. It was almost a, I don't want to say follow for follow because it was definitely different from that, but it was kind of close. Right? I mean, would you agree, Adam? Yeah, it was yeah. something like that. And that, that's what it initially was supposed to be like, hey, let's learn from each other. Yeah. That type of thing. And but I think he, we all did. We did. But unfortunately, it, it didn't. It didn't work the way we expected. We all learned to get the fuck out of that chat because this kid like flipped the fuck out. Uh, but, but he would do shit like, Hey, I'm bored today. Uh, everybody post your newest video. I'll actually watch it all the way through. And then I specifically remember there was a couple members who would talk to me and they're like, this kid's such a dick. And I'm like, yeah, he is a dick. And then we talked to Adam about it. It's like, Oh, he's just being a kid. And we're like, we're getting the fuck out of here eventually. Like, fuck that group. Like that kid ruined it. I felt bad because there was cool. You were cool. Uh, M uh, M and K Outdoors was great. Six oh nine. I, I, I was love great. Mike and Kaylee still. You know, yep. Joe. Yep. Uh, Bud the Angler was Bud, in there. Yep. Um, uh, Jersey Joel was in Jersey there, right? Joel, yeah, yep. Jersey. Joel, I still talk. I talk to Joel almost every day. 
Uh, he sent me a video today of him uh, fishing for muskie, and a muskie tried to eat the trout that was uh, nearby him. Hell yeah. So he yeah. got that all on video. He, he's a great YouTuber, too. He is, but see what the problem was is you picked older anglers and then threw in a 16-year-old. I, th I thought it would be, you know, diverse. <laughs> Diversity, right? Adam was trying to be the influencer influencer. And yeah. You at one point you called me the godfather of South Jersey fishing. I did. I did. Yeah. Um it was before oh, I knew oh, you. Um and then all I, I knew did that was you start liked a chat ball. room. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it, it's funny, uh, like those things. Okay, so one, those things worked back then, right? But even those ideas, and that was a good idea. It was a good idea to get a bunch of anglers, and um, people have kind of like done it since then, right? That one was a little volatile, uh, and that was, but but you got to learn from that. That's the right. moral I want to get. I think you got to learn from that. And, and it's not just your fault. It's everybody else. Like, cause any of us could have been like, yo man, shut the fuck up or been like, pulled him off to the side. Instead, honestly, we just talk shit about this kid all the time, which is great. It was fun. I love shit <laughs> on a 16 year old. It's like the best thing ever. Um, also, I'm pretty sure that kid botted too. Um, that was a big topic because he sent me a link at one point. He sent me a DM that was like, Hey man, I know you just started out. Uh, if you follow this link, Drop this uh, code. He had a code, right? And he's like, I can get you to 500 subs real fast. So I'm pretty yep. sure that kid fucking bought it. He went from uh, about 1,500 to about 4,000 really quick, like within a two-week time frame. He and did, but I was what's like, funny is if you looked at his videos, they all had the same amount of views. Yeah, that was that was absolutely true. People were subscribing, but not really watching. So that means botting, um, which is honestly, if anybody's creating, even if you're doing Instagram or some of these other ones where botting isn't like, uh, botting is kind of prolific in uh, YouTube, right? Um, and it's not so much in the smaller ones. I mean, it kind of is, but like, that's just never going to work for you. Don't do it. It's never going to work. No, for I, don't, you. I don't recommend that to anybody. It, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't give you engagement. It just pads numbers. Although on my Instagram, I'd say like half of the people who follow me are, you know, Nigerians. <laughs> you're you're like I, the first. I, I feel like you were the first person to be like, "Hey, thanks to all my fans." And then the ninety-five percent of them that are Russian bots or some shit like that. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Because I uh, I made them so angry one day through a DM that i they started to curse me out in their native language yeah so here i go and google translate i'm like what are they saying to me and they're like go to hell you stupid american that type of thing so i, I translated it and it turned out they were all nigerian yeah that's funny that's crazy so, so now I, I type to them things like oh your mother was a street rat in nigerian <laughs> and they get so mad they get so mad <laughs> When the whole time they're just trying to be a large uh, chest endowed woman holding up a tuna fish. Right, exactly. Like, oh, where do you fish? What's your yeah. password? I think I think for any tip for anybody doing it, so like you should have some kind of strategy. Like, I don't think that's bad, but honestly, don't overthink it. Like, I've realized on TikTok to stop fucking overthinking it. Just be yourself. Um don't worry about the numbers. 
worry about like i mean if, if you're trying to make this a job worry about making content that uh your viewer base that you're trying to reach are going to enjoy right or you're solving some kind of problem or whatever it is right or like you're you're adding something to their day but for the most part especially when you start out like just throw everything on the wall like throw enough shit on the wall eventually something's gonna stick and you're gonna find your people but i i think that's the proper way to do it don't bot don't do uh follow for follow it's fucking stupid it's fucking stupid unless you make a connection with those folks and it's kind of like a a real connection right but after a while a lot of that follow for follow somebody stops doing it because they're fucking bored and it feels like an obligation that they got to do it to you and then you don't do it to them and then guess what it fucking didn't work for anybody or they disappear and then you lose that follower anyway their their instagram account is just gone right like like we don't have we have decent numbers on tiktok uh for a fishing account i would say decent probably on the lower end i also don't give a fuck what we do have is like a loyal base it helped grow the show we were able to bring bass and brews to a lot more people because of tiktok and it's because we engage um for the longest time we do like clips of the show right and put that out we kind of stopped doing that because there's a lot of work like what we were talking about earlier with youtube editing uh, yeah but also like i like to use the bass and brews TikTok page as like my outlet and as a behind the scenes of like what we do on the show and kind of me and paul being fucking idiots yelling at each other uh <laughs> like right now i know you're not on TikTok, adam but right now i'm doing a whole series where i'm making fun of people because of their kayaks like hey you have this kayak it means you mean this right it's called what your kayak says about you uh it's fan i love fucking doing them i think it's funny as shit i've got like 14 more planned uh for everybody I think the most recent one that came out was like the Ascend 10T where I talked about uh, squirrel farts being able to send this thing into a tailspin. Uh, but it's just <laughs> it's just being goofy and fun, and I fucking like that. And I feel like the people do too. And I, th I, th I think if more people did that, they'd probably have a better run at it and then worrying about whether they're going to get a pro staff deal or they're going to get 10 million followers it's very rare especially if you're doing fishing it's very rare you're going to get 10 million followers or anything unless you're uh a very well endowed female right exactly um, yeah. if, if, if you have that going for you and you fish uh you are in go a niche it. that you know right, swim bait you it. Right do it for the clout do it listen pick up swim baits too so you got swim baits uh fish right uh big boobs Bikini or butt um or both man if you're a double threat with both listen you can come on i'll even i'll even give you a podcast we'll call it um boobs and baits and uh <laughs> we'll all get famous together yeah you, you just have you have to find that you know that one person who's interested <laughs> in fishing right <laughs> and that that's never gonna happen unfortunately no no all right man no. uh we're about ready to start getting to the most controversial part of the show. And uh, we, we last either. Call? No, well, not last call, right? It's shotgun round. I wanted to be last call. I like that you went with that. Uh, but before we get there, uh, because this is either going to raise you to the highest pantheon of the Bass and Brews mythology oh, or no. sink you into the dark waters. Um, I want to give you a chance. Anybody you want to shout out, uh, let people know where they can find you, you know, all that other good stuff. Okay, so to find me, it's Adam Mihara Fishing 
on basically every type of social media. I tried to make it simple. I really should have made it 856 fishing looking back because people will remember that. Nobody can spell my name, not even this podcast. <laughs> no, we can spell it. Oh, shit. I it, forgot this went out public with a messed up name. Well, normally it's private. I'm just typing fast. I got to do and I see? double check everything. Damn. Yeah. You, if I did 856, you wouldn't have forgotten that. Total but, side note. I don't want to derail you. That could be a down point. We had um, 603 on here, and yeah. they had to make the switch from doing their area code to really. I think they're real northern fishing now. Like they had to make a switch and it was a whole deal because they set a whole brand up with this area code. Then they realized they got bigger than the area code. It was crazy. Well, it, I shouldn't come up with something like swamp rat fishing. That, that's basically what I'm saying. It's a solid name. It's for sale, everybody. One million dollars. <laughs> yeah, but Adam Yahar fishing on everything. Uh, I could plug my sponsor, which is Vutt Sunglasses, V-U-T-T. And they're a local shop here in Burlington, New Jersey. Uh, they do all types of sunglasses and regular glasses. They even do prescription in Oakley, Costa, Maui Gym, anything you want. And if there's something that is not in their shop, they'll order it and have it for you within the week. I love it, man. Um, a total shout out. Also, like Adam was responsible for us. Oh, man. How did I just lose his name? Uh, you're responsible for like our first big YouTube guest on this show. I don't know if you know that or not. No, how did that happen? Slab Dynasty. Oh, yeah, the Slab Bros. Uh, I love those. So, guys. you were they were literally our first big YouTube channel, uh, like bigger than we had at that point. You know what I mean? Like, we were doing when I, when I first started, it was a lot of Instagram creators, they're our first big. And uh, they were fucking awesome. They make great videos too. So they do. You know, they all kind of went separate ways in North Carolina right now. Mm -hmm. um, Steve, the oldest brother, uh, lives on a farm now, and he's in the process of building his own bass lake on it. Hell yeah! Which, if if you look at their channel, I think his last video is like him going through the process of laying out the foundation and everything. Yeah. And, He's got a dude named Trainset building it for him. All right, now I gotta look this up. Who the fuck? Yeah, you, is got, you gotta look it up. Tra listen, Trainset. I want to bring Slab Dynasty on, but I just want to talk to Trainset. That's it. <laughs> I, I don't know. If Trainset, you know, says too much because he's too busy playing with the, you know, his uh, backhoe in the dirt. But we'll figure it out. We'll put a we'll put a hoe on his back, and then he'll do it. Anyways. Yeah. There you go. Ah, look at that. Look at that Monday morning uh, DJ uh, joke. Anyways, we are at the shotgun round. Paul would have a cool sound. I don't have a soundboard uh, because I have to pay for everything else. So all you people get is. Yeah. All right. Are you uh, Crocs or flops? I mean, oh, wait, uh, hold on. do you understand the rules of this? I have to pick one. All right. So he here's how it works. These are going to be rapid fire questions. Uh, there's none of this wishy-washy bullshit. You got to pick one or the other. We don't need, I don't need an explanation. If I want to divulge more, we'll get into it, but we want right off the top of your head answers to it. Sandals. I said Crocs or flops. I can't do either of those. I've you got to do one. You got to do one. Flops. There you go. Now everybody hates you. Um, pineapple on pizza. <laughs> yes or no. Yes. 
my man, you're, I think you were definitely the first person from Jersey. I, I went to college in Virginia, and that's what they put on the pizza down it's there. It's so good. Listen, people are sleeping on it. A Hawaiian pizza is the shit. It's I know sweet. people are hating it's on salty. it, but it's so good. I'm Italian. I I know I, this goes against everything, but it's, it's good. It's fucking good. It's good. It's I good. don't give a shit. I know plenty of Mexican people that love fucking Taco Bell. And guess what? Taco Bell slaps. So does it real does. Mexican food. But Taco Bell's good too. So both of them are good. Uh, you're on the way to the water. Is it going to be hype music or slow jams? A uh, hype music. What, uh, right now, like you're heading out Saturday. What's the number one song that's going to hype you up right now? Hailstorm. I am the fire. I don't know what the fuck that is. Is that like metal? It's metal. I, I'd say it's metal. It's Philadelphia band. Lizzie Hale. No idea. You ever hear I get off? No, I mean I've heard that a lot, but not. I miss the uh, misery. No, is that like metal or is it is it new metal? Is it alternative? It's, it's fairly new, but it it's no no. I meant like new with N U. I wouldn't say they're new metal. They're yeah, not gotcha. like just third or anything. Like what's that, the what what's their name again? Hail Storm. All right, I'm gonna have to look that up. Hail Storm. H A L E. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you pay more for a rod or do you pay more for a reel? Real. Every time, right? That's the right every, answer. Every time because it's mechanical. That's actually a really good explanation for it. Right? Uh, yeah. Also, like, I'm never going to pay. Uh, well, so I'm different. Like, if it's a spinning combo, I'm going to spend way more on the rod than the reel. Because I'll never spend more than $35 on a spinning reel. For me, it depends because I... I am a stickler for getting reels that are made out of metal rather than graphite or carbon because that's just a (laughs) fancy word for plastic. It is. Listen, I fish 13 fishing. I I, I know I fish it for the looks. It's fine. (laughs) I I used to buy rainbow reels because they were rainbow. Right. Um, Everybody's going to harp on me. Usually Paul's here. Keep me in track with these questions. Uh, You got a three hour session of fishing. Would you rather catch five two-pounders or one seven? Five two-pounders. All right. Why? I'm in a tournament. Five two-pounders beats the one seven. Fun fishing. Fun, uh, that is fun fishing for me. Okay. So so you don't do fun fishing at all? Uh, I rarely ever get the opportunity to do it because I'm so busy with tournaments. I got gotcha. you. So the rare days that I get to go fun fishing, I'll take whatever I can get. Yep. I, I'm with you on that one. Um, another food question. There's so many food questions on this list. And you know what's like funny is I tried to update these questions, and Paul fucking yelled at me basically on air on the show and then afterwards. Um, <laughs> when isn't he yelling at you? Yeah, no shit. He's he's my second wife at this point. Um, do you eat largemouth bass? I don't eat fish at all. Okay. I People say this to me all the time. They're like, you don't eat fish. You catch so many of them. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like the taste. Fish are friends, not food. I watched Finding Nemo. Oh, man, you did a Disney reference, disc golf. You know Kenny. Like you're <laughs> never. We're never. And the fishing dream. We're we're done after this one. This one's done. <laughs> Terrible guess. I should be booted from the show. Um, 
have I done them all? Uh, somebody, thank God, we have the Tori the Bassa story and will call me out. And this has been like one of the cleanest episodes we've ever had. I hadn't talked about the bloody tampon uh, paint job on worms that I'm looking for or anything like that. So that's good. I can, I can do that on a hard bait. Mm, no, I like my tampon soft. <laughs> you, 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 you want it soft and soggy? Exactly. I can make it walk. Listen, nobody's looking for toxic tampon syndrome in their baits. Um, oh, actually, wait, you can make it walk. I would love a walking tampon. I can make a, a walking tampon for you <laughs> with blood trails and all. No, no, actually, that might be good. You do this shape, right? But then um, yeah. it's basically like a rat bait. And you do the tail is the string, right? But you do the tail all red. So I think he's pulling something out. You're yeah. lo you're looking for a rat. No, no, yeah, but I want it. Uh, I want it. That I want to be. No, no, I mean that's fine, but just all red. And then I, I, can, uh, I, I can I can do that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want the eyes. I don't like my tampons with the eyes. But if there's any way you can um, carve, <laughs> could you imagine if, if it had eyes? <laughs> it was peeking out. Okay, wait. Only do eyes, but if it's like big googly eyes, like oh fuck. <laughs> but I want Tampax uh, carved into the side of it. And listen, uh, Tampax, if you're out there and you guys would like to sponsor, sponsor. an a show, sponsor um, show, me and Paul don't know anything about your products, uh, but we would love to sponsor your uh, cooter plugs if that's what you would like to do. That that's what I'll call it, the cooter plug. <laughs> oh my god, that fits so well. Cause, uh, all right, back on track. Oh shit. Oh, that was too good. Um, did I get them all? I think I got them all. Uh, oh no, we got two more food ones. First one is, uh, have you ever eaten beaver? No. 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 Okay. All right. I, I, I saw this question on the last episode, and the answer <laughs> that Derek gave at first was yes, and then he changed it to no. See, and... this is this is why I told Paul we need to come up with, like, this is the Bass and Bruce famous have you eaten beaver question, right? And we definitely catch people. but then And nobody have... knows how to answer this properly. We're like, yep. wait. So, I'm, But so then I'm there's gonna... people who's listened to the show, right? And like, I feel like we need to have another getcha question for those people because they already know the beaver ones coming, right? Everybody knows the famous raw answer, or um, yeah, there's been a lot of really funny answers to that question. So I think we need to come up with another one for that one. Yeah, so I'm I'm going with no because I feel safer saying yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go with no. All right. The most important question. I think I forgot some. I don't give a fuck at this point. Um, <laughs> the most important question. This is the one that can make you either a serious angler or a serious fool. Uh oh. Every great fisherman loves a sandwich. What are your top three sandwich proteins? All in the same sandwich? Nope. Or three separate sandwiches. Three separate sandwiches, the proteins. All right. I'm going to go with ribeye, number one. <laughs> Fucking fancy. And the first time that's ever been said on this show, I think. Well, I'm from Philly. I, I, I'd make a cheesesteak. 
Yeah. You no, I ribeye. I'm with you. Uh, let's go with Gabagool. Yep. Fucking solid. Also, I know for sure that's never been said on this show. And uh, Super Sad. A what? Super Sad. Super Sata. Okay, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Also great, never been said, super Italian. I love it. I dig uh, it. But that, that I'm I'm half Japanese and half Italian from Philly. So th- this is my heritage coming out. Well, it sounds like you skipped all the Japanese and just went right to the Italian when it came to the food. But, because the only thing the Japanese people eat is fish. And you don't eat fish? And I don't eat fish. So what I'm am I pull- left with? Gabagool. Listen, all the uh, Japanese fans of Bass and Brews are going to pull Adam's card because he doesn't eat fish. <laughs> They're like, you don't eat fish? Why you don't eat sushi? What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, Adam, it's been great having you on. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, Hang out for a minute in the green room. We're going to, oh, shit, I just got a text, actually. Hold on. Paul's always throwing, like, some kind of crazy. What is the? He's he's probably just finished putting his ass cream on. No, he just said, holy shit, bro. Have you ever seen cakes like this? And he just showed me his. (laughs) 